0: Real change agent. Real change agent. Real change agent. Real, 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 real. Yes, yes. What is good, y'all? Welcome to the Real Change Agent podcast. I am Enrico Moses aka the real change agent. I'm super stoked to have our guests with us today. Uh old homie of mine, you know we've connected in yeah. different capacities. <laughs> Sean Phases, man, welcome, brother.
1: Man, thank you, thank you, my brother. And I'm I'm glad like you said uh I've known you for a while and it's just it's beautiful just to see like just us be able to stay connected and end up in the same spaces and continuing to build so I'm. Um, this is dope being able to do this with you today
0: yeah it's a blessing man and just you know seeing your progress and seeing some of the projects you've been working on and yeah, you know i'm I'm excited for our audience to to get a little bit of uh yeah inside of, of what you've been working on and, and how you got to where you are right now yeah so so you know i want to dive into like you know this podcast is all about tapping into the positive change that you've made in your life. So I'm curious just of like, you know, how you grew up, were there any mentors you had in your life or people you had in your life that, that really made a positive change or impact on you when you were younger growing up?
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a great question. Cause I, I often think back to those early stages and, you know, especially being an adult now, you kind of look back and see where you were blessed to like have just, you know, Things turned out lucky one way or you were able to dodge a bad situation another way. You know, and growing up, growing up, I grew up on the south side of Chicago and basically it it it's not too much different than how probably the view of it is now. I mean, I think that at this point there's a lot more uh like media and attention that people can see in the different windows now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh just openly and boldly, you know, you just you just pick up your phone and you see what's going on. So I grew up in a in an era where there was still a lot of like crime and, uh, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but uh, you know, just it was it was an area that was had gangbanging, you know, yeah. drugs, all those things. So that those things were pretty common around me. Um, I did grow up with a, a very strong mother, you know, who who was able to, you know, still keep me balanced in um in the midst of a storm. You know what I mean? And as much as she could. You know, you a mom can only do so much, but she gave right. me the tools. And yeah, so and, and but we're really, you know, there was I had a few like rough, you know, things that I went through as far as just dealing with those type of like trying to understand and figure my way out through navigate through the city uh, and growing up and whatnot. But what really changed my life was uh playing sports to be honest mm-hmm. it 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 um it gave me a perspective uh outside of my community, you know what mm-hmm. I mean because basically it was a situation where um i always went to pretty decent schools for the most part growing up and then I went to the local uh high school that was in my area because we had a great football team you know mm-hmm. but um but I was exposed to like traveling and going to like you know summer camps, you know out of state at different universities and and things of that nature, to where you know at the early ages of high school, my mind started to shift and it started to open up more, you know as opposed to a lot of other people that were in my community that weren't they weren't seeing anything different you know what i mean they they may not have had the 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 resources and the ability to to see different things so that was huge in changing my perspective on everything because that was like the the foundation you know what i mean it was just like uh being able to play sports so like my father like you know my father's Jamaican, so I'm half Jamaican, and mm-hmm. me and him, me and him ended up clashing because he he really wanted me to do things the way he wanted me to do things, right? And yeah, and, and I've been, I, I wouldn't say I was a creative since I was young, but I was always into creativity and I was into things that I was passionate about. So me and him bumped heads and we clashed in in some pretty severe ways, and so I didn't really have that guidance from him growing up. Mm-hmm. you know so it was so sports allowed me to be around coaches that you know not only coached me but they they cared about me too mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that was important from a from a you know from a man to a boy perspective those right schools, yeah because they gave me it gave me structure like i had to be you know we had to be up at 7 a.m we had to be mm-hmm. ready to work out so
0: mm-hmm. so
1: those so like it was a lot of key elements of change as far as growing up in Chicago, being street smart, being able to understand any type of BS or things mm-hmm. that could be coming your way to kind of be able to protect yourself. But then, you know, going there, growing up and kind of going into a more diverse community where I was around white kids, black kids, Asian kids, and I
0: started to open up my mind as far as just like communication with other people. Was that through, was that through, through football and just playing with different people or where did that diversity come, come in at?
1: Yeah, it came because I was pretty good. I was pretty good at football. So I would travel to different camps, you know, whether it be, uh, the university of Ohio or going down to Ohio state or, or or things of that nature. So, and I played baseball. So I played on like, uh, I, I believe it was like an upper deck, like. 15 and under teen. Mm-hmm. So these were kids that were way outside of my community right? Um, that I was now interacting with. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the funny thing is there was a was, funny story. There was this, there's this white guy who was really huge and like, you know, changing my, changing my perspective on anything. Because when I went to high school, I had started off at a, 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 a preparatory high school, um, it was called Saint Rita. It's in Chicago on 79th Street. Mm-hmm. And when I went there originally, uh, I kind of got, uh, you know, somewhat recruited to go there. And when I got, I was going to go there and play basketball, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was an the, uh, there was an alumni at the school um, who, for some reason, he took interest in me, and he he actually came to my house mm-hmm. to pick me up and said, "You're going to play football too." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that changed everything for me because that was, it was probably my best sport. So from there, like I started to, you know, started to receive interest. Like, you know, my sophomore year, I was my, by the end of my freshman year, I was receiving interest from like universities like Penn State and other mm-hmm. schools and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, like, if this, this is like, you know, game changing for any kid because they're starting to see right. that they, they probably couldn't have imagined and the yeah. colleges
0: are now reaching out to you saying we want you at our university. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Like
1: so it was uh it was it was it was it was really interesting, man, just like now looking back on it, how I was able to just like expand my horizons and and then even and it's so funny, man, because it was just like I started to even at that age I knew there was a difference between the way I was thinking and the way a lot of other kids that I was growing up around the way they were thinking too, you know? So um, it's perspective and the ability to like change and adapt to things and being able to, you know, have new experiences were like the key to change in my perspective from just like what was in my community right away at an early age, you know what I mean? Like those, those, those further experiences were, were huge for me, man. Mm. Yeah, if
0: that makes sense yeah and so and so you're starting to get outside perspective you know yeah. just you had you had a man come to your house and was like man I believe in you not only do I believe in what you're doing I believe right. in something that you can do that you haven't even tried yet and right. then to, to see yourself step into that and then you said that's that was your best sport you know yeah. I think that there's something um there's a lot of uh there's a lot of healing in that, you know, cause what mm-hmm. I also heard you say was like, I didn't have that good of a relationship with my father. Right. And you know, sometimes whether it's our fathers or our mothers, you know, some of them are, are within a different system. You were talking about mm-hmm. how you, you've always been more creative and mm-hmm. your father was like, man, he, he probably didn't understand that world in, right. uh, in, in essence of trying to keep you safe. He's like, yeah. man, listen to me. This is right. how you're going to be safe you know, in in these streets or, you know, (laughs) moving on as you get older. And it's just, it's such a disconnection. But the fact that you were able to find that through sports, I mean, I'm just reflecting on on how powerful that must have been for you as as a young man.
1: Yeah, no, it was super powerful, man. And like you said, it's interesting because I talk to a lot of people about this topic uh, and the, the discussions that we have is that you know because uh, my father he was like he was an accountant so he wasn't like mm-hmm. somebody that was like a deadbeat dad he just was like right. stuck in his ways and his level of discipline was different from you know t- you know it was different i wasn't sure how he was raised you know what i mean but exactly like, and like they wanted so he might like like i think something important that you said was like i i don't know his system so i don't know what he was raised that so it it might have been really tough for him coming here to uh, you know he came to America when he was like 25 you know after mm. he was in the military Jamaican military so mm. um so like yeah like his way of thinking was so different but you know I couldn't you know I knew right away that my, I was going to create my own mold you know what I mean it just always was inside me so you know it it, it kind of was it was a ne- it was a lot of negatives to that but there was a lot of positives that. I can look back now and use this as strength and power. And also, like you said, having those other people come into my life that kind of feel some of those boys was, was, was key, man. It was like, wow. You know what I mean? It was like, I never really, I never really felt lost as a, as, a, as a kid. Like what I want, you know, often I hear kids today, you know, even that I've used to work with, cause I've had some a lot of experience working with kids mm-hmm. and um a lot of times they, you know, I don't know what I want to do. Or you can just kind of see and hear the defeat in their, in their voices. And that's, that's kind of sad as a kid because, you know, I think we should be nurturing and, and, and really embracing, you know, children to, to, to the extent, to, to an extent that's so high and so intense because that's the only way, you know, things are going to change on any level mm. is with the people who are, you know, developing and growing in that, in that level, you know what I mean? So, right. uh, yeah. So to hear a kid say, man, I don't really know what I want to do yet, mm-hmm. you know, or, or hear them say something that's kind of like beneath their, uh, potential, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, it, it's kind of like, so that's why I'm all about like trying to give it like one of my big things is even, you know, talking to, you know, younger, uh, people and younger cinematographers, younger directors that I, um, or like my mentees, I'm always empowering them to like, you know, you know, be your own business, be your own brand before you want to jump on somebody else's way. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you because you ha- I, I'm always trying to get let them know how much power they have, because right. that's the thing that, you know, gets lost in our society is like we start to want to only be validated by the people we work for or for mm. by. By a specific person or brand or things like that. So, Mm,
0: or by by our peers.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, it's like understanding your power. But, yeah, so like you said, man, to get back on track, like, those were like, you know, those coaches that I had in high school and they told me, man, you're a big time player. You know what I mean? Like, you are this good. You know what I mean? So, now if you do the things that you need to do, like you'll be in, um, you'll be, and you'll be set up for success,
0: man. You know? What yeah. What's really beautiful about that. And, and, you know, I'm seeing this in some of the work that I'm doing is that there's grown men who have never got that healing that you were able to get yes. as, as a young man, as a, as a child. And, yeah. and, and, and just reflecting on that for our audience and our listeners, yeah. um, you know, having that, that, energy of of someone of a father or mother energy who believes in you and Mm -hmm. connects to what it is that you do because I think that we can take it really personally when our mother figure or father figure doesn't receive us in the way that that we want to be received it's it's a it's a problem amongst all cultures you know And, and and so to be really? able to understand that first and understand the pain that that causes yeah. right there's there's a wound that that causes and to understand how to how to heal that wound and how to get that energy um in a way that that like you said it doesn't feel like there's anything lacking because yeah. that can be a that can be a deep place of lacking and specifically you know in the in the black community young mm-hmm. black boys you know i think that you know, struggling even more so than sometimes other cultures of, oh, you know, man, man. being fatherless and, and dif- different things of that nature. So, man, just just really reflecting on, on that and, and the impact that that must have had on you. And just yeah. curious, you know, you've been talking about as a, as a cinematographer, you know, how did that, how did you get into that world and, and, and kind of like, you know, yeah. what made you even like think about that, were there anybody in your life or any major moments that you were like this is this is where I'm at, this is where I'm going." Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, before I tap into, that, I'm going to go back because I want to reflect on something you said about yeah. the, the ability for you know like for like you, like you saying, getting that support and that understanding from your your parents and the people uh in your family, you know and and like, yeah, like I said, my dad wanted me to do what he wanted me to do. He didn't even want me to play football or sports because right. guess he thought I was going to get hurt. Right. And then when I would tell him about my other aspirations, it was like he kind of blew it off. You know what I mean? Even as when I was in college and I was like, yo, I want to do this, do that. You know, he's like, uh, I mean, okay, it sounds all right. But you know what I mean? It wasn't ever like right. but then, you know, I, it, it's so my point was by far and like that's not even a question and that I think that needs to be understood that like in the black community there we are way behind on support from you know, a, a, a lot of the parents following kids' aspirations um, that may not be typical to you know. I want to do this or go to college or just go, mm-hmm. you know. But like when 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 kids aspire to do something, I think it's 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 important for somebody in their family to say, "Hey, I see what you're doing. I want you to, you know, if it's design yeah. or yeah, you. I want I want to because I see that all the time with you know. There's there's white guys I know and White uh, kids that I know that have, they, they've done something, they've had a crazy idea and their parents are like, you know, my dad gave me, you know, 10000 to get this off the ground or, you right. know what I mean? Not, not everybody's going to have those means, but there's other ways to, to support and, and give people a lift. You know what I Yo, mean? So. It's
0: like it's like Richard Branson's story. I don't know if you know about his story, but his parents, like, they put up their house, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and they wow. fully invested. <laughs> so, you know, and, 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 and not that, that some of our people, I know Damon John, his mother yeah. mortgaged her house and did the same thing. So there's definitely, there's people in our community, but it's, we don't, a lot of times, like you said, we don't even have the means as much as a community right. to even do that. You know, a lot of times, you know the the parents are coming from a place of just wanting to keep their kids safe. You yeah. know, and, and like yeah. your father being like, "Man, I, you want to do what?" He's just like, know, right. oh, you know, and and not not even necessarily coming from a place of true disbelief, but more mm-hmm. coming from like, "Man, I want you to be safe," and I'm right. not sure if that's a safe way. And but yeah. where that where that comes out is it comes out as, "Man, I doubt you." Like I don't yeah. I don't believe yeah. in you, and that's how it feels. Um, So as I get older, just being discerning and helping helping my clients, helping other people understand that, like, our parents really want us to be safe at the core. And even as a parent, I understand that where, you know, it's easy to kind of jump to like, oh, don't do that where that can disempower you know my son or my daughter mm-hmm. and instead of just realizing like oh who breathing into it and be like man I'm, I'm scared of their safety but <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna trust their their path or if they're really approaching something that's unsafe to step in and to be like yeah. you know what this is actually unsafe and as your parent you might not be aware of this but i'm here to protect that you know and right. so but there's a it, it's such a uh abstract thing yeah Yeah, so abstract when you're thinking about your career it's Mm -hmm. not like you're putting your hand into a fire you know that's a very concrete you do that you get burned when you tell tell your father like hey i'm gonna possibly be a cinematographer he's like ah you know it's so much more abstract (laughs) um Um, you know so just yeah just reflecting on that
1: yeah yeah i think a lot of times it's what it's what people see i think to me the thing i take away uh from that is sometimes what people can't see Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's that's, I look at it more of a, of a fine line, you know what I mean? Because it's like, there's people that I'm super close to in my family that still have no idea what I do. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's not because they don't want to, but they can't even, they can't see that. You know what right. I mean? From their, from their perspective, how they've lived you know, the majority of their life, they just, they don't understand how that works. And right. it's, it, it, it's, it's it's yeah, I mean, even people that want to do it, they don't understand how it works or how you know, it becomes a business or how it makes sense financially or these things. Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of that, you know, even with the, from the parenting standpoint, from my experience, I know that a lot of that was like my dad couldn't see it or, Mm -hmm. you know, even my mom has always been supportive of me and everything I do. Um, But she, she knows that I'm, you know, doing business and doing pretty good but she doesn't see, she can't really put, if you had to, she had to explain it, I don't think she could explain it. Right. You know? So a, a lot of that time is like, yo, like, you know, like you really, if, you, if your kids want to do something or you often have to like kind of dive into it too to really be able to tap into where they may be going and right. where their state of mind is. So yeah, like you said. That's a real a, it's good point. A, yeah, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot that goes into the equation that Kind of has to be, you know, kind of delicately handled, you know what I mean? Especially with kids' dreams, aspirations, because mm-hmm. you, you don't know, you know what I mean? You, you don't know who you got. You might have the next Elon Musk, or, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Things, yeah. So it's a, you could look at all the kids playing video games and parents be like, man, that's a waste of your time. <laughs> Even now, man, people out right. here winning $4 million and and 15, to say, 16. Right. Not to say everyone's going to do that, but I just mm-hmm. think that, like you said, there's, there's a lot of things that are the unknown. And so, mm-hmm. you know, what parents, what we like to do, you know, is like, I don't, I don't know that. And since I don't know, how am right. I supposed to guide you? How am I supposed to protect you when I don't know your mom's exactly. like, man, there's all these things you're doing. I don't, I don't understand that, that realm. How am I even supposed to give you guidance, you know, <laughs> as, as a parent? Yeah. And so I think that especially as men, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it feels you know we feel disempowered when we don't know things. Right. So, so if our son or our daughter can <laughs> come up to us and they're like, "Hey, I'm going to do this thing," and we have no knowledge of that, is where you're. It's almost like, "Dang, you're taking my ability to be a parent away." Oh, wow. Is how people yes. can feel because they're like, "I can't protect you." So, how like. You know, yep. and I want I want to be able to protect you. So instead, will not you go into accounting? I know what that's about. You know what wow. I mean? I, I know <laughs> the ins and outs of that. So I'm going to be able to protect you. You're going to get my guidance. You're going to get a leg up. You might as well do that. That's a smart move. And that's so, move. you know, I think, I, I think that that's such a good point of just being able to trust the unknown. And yeah. especially as we move into more of this modern era of... Right you know, so many different complex things that people do for a living and you got social media and influencers and you got content on so many different scales, you know, and and so many different writers and, and tech, you know, tech components. And, you know, so I, I think that, yeah, you're spot on. And, and just for parents in general or mm-hmm. whether you're, you know, we're all children of parents to to have that understanding of, you know, the unknown and the known mm-hmm. and, and and how do we all approach that? Like, how do we approach that as individuals? Like, if yeah. if I'm going into a field and I don't know much about it, you know, my father's, he can't support me because he doesn't know about that. How do I? how do I accept some of that maybe fatherly energy or, or, or feminine motherly energy? You know what I mean? Like how do I step into that for myself? Because that, that is a part of, you know, sometimes venturing into the unknown is, is to have somebody who has possibly gone on on a similar path. Exactly, man. Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. And yeah, it's just, like
1: you said, we're living in an era now where you can almost, It may not feel super safe, but I think that it's almost we want to inspire people to to change the world. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because I think that we we have to take advantage of the system that's out there right now. Like really, like you said, there's there's the the sky is the limit as far as being able to take an idea uh, that makes sense and that people can connect with and relate to and be able to figure out how to make it a business you know what i mean like it could be it could be anything you can imagine now so i think that's something just to embrace just that perspective like hey whatever it is you can imagine if you can make sense of it then you you know you can probably use that to, to uh uh, have a career
0: and, right. and start your business. So Right. Yeah, so that's kind of how I'm saying things. Which which makes me uh, think of, like, how did you, you know, how did you get into film, like, and seeing yeah. that, that yourself valuable in that world and building your value in that yeah. world? You know, tell, tell me a little bit about that story.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was interesting, man. Like, it was like, so when I had got done playing uh, football and whatnot, I had kind of went through a little bit of a dark, dark period to where I, I really didn't, know who I was because I was used mm. to like every year I was used to getting that pat on the back, like, uh man, next season, next season. You know, I was used to, that was my thing that I was looking forward to was working out all summer. Right. Getting ready. And when I wasn't there no more, I literally was like, damn, like that was a good chunk of, you know, my life. So right. it was a transition period where I was just like, I had started working at a juvenile detention center in Minneapolis. And I, and so I'm looking at life from all these different perspectives of these kids who, you know, they've almost lost it all, you know what I mean, um, at such an early stage. Because there was kids and there were that were for every crime that you could think of, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was so I was getting this, like, it was almost like a case study for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it just started, it had me thinking, like, you know, just like, what do I really want to do, you know what I mean? And what do I, and I didn't know, uh. But I was exploring. And one of my good buddies in, in Minneapolis, I always tell a story, uh, his name is Mike. But he had actually went to film school and studied and all that shit. And he was amazing. Like creative genius, could make beats, uh, you know, could uh, film and was an editor. And, was, and I mean, he was like a, a master in all of these things, audio mm-hmm. production. And um, so me and him would, would, would hang out. And I used to just like, we ended up working on a project One day, and I was like, damn, I love this. You know what I'm saying? I'm (laughs) like, this shit is fun. Yeah, like, because I was getting that same level of like challenge that I did playing sports. It was just like, how can you outdo yourself the next time? Or how can you be as, you know, as creative as you imagine in your mind? How can you uh, execute that? You know, and it was just like, it was like painting, it was like painting a picture. You know, you pick up the camera and you, you, you see something and you want to be able to take that and create it in the lab and be able to, you know, show the world through your eyes, you know, so being with Mike, I was able to, like, really get invested in into production. Mm. So I just bought my, I bought a camera and I would go to um, all of, you know, any type of show, like concert, and I would just go film. Mm. And this, this is back when blogs was really was really popping like two dope boys
0: and you know a lot of these like yo know, roots like these online so these i want support- to i want to point something out that i feel like is really key that you yeah. mentioned was was around the fun how you realized you were having fun you know yeah. i feel like that was one of those moments of change where you're like you know i could see myself doing this yeah. you know at a larger capacity so just yeah just not to interrupt you but just really pointing no. out how, how key that is and for everybody to just you know tap into that, like where are you having fun in your life
1: you you know
0: brother, that's you nailed it because i I often talk to people and, and they
1: and they'll say, like, you know what do you do uh uh to have fun?" and I say, you know it, you know, I do this, I like to go do that, but but I'm saying like, my job is fun like I right do, I, I do that shit because I love it, and that's and you know, I think that people don't really think about that like. They they'll say, "What do you do uh, besides work?" and I'll say, "Look my work I love my work, you know what <laughs> I mean so everything I'm doing is fun if i'm if I'm mm-hmm. not working then I may be going to an event, going on a hike, you know what I mean, going to do mm-hmm. this or do that so that's just those are all just bonuses, but I set myself I set my life up every day to to wake up when I want to wake up and mm-hmm have fun doing everything and I only need to do the shit that I want to do so I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not in a position to where like I'm chasing down um, uh, one project after another because that's no good either mm-hmm.
0: it's like if you're
1: doing if you're doing if you, if you got to do the same routine every day you'll never grow So right. so I set up place to where I may do something this month, and that may set me up for the next three months. Mm-hmm. And then, and and then, I can take a week or two off and create a bigger plan of what's my next chess move. Because you know, I, I have a strategy to how I'm gonna, you know, my business is gonna flow and how I'm gonna, you know, operate. So I think that's one of the keys is like I made sure what I was doing was was purely happy. You right. know what I mean,
0: like. It's it's purely my passion. Like I never feel like I'm working at all. Well, know? let me and, let me ask so. you this because I feel like that's a great place that I think that a lot of us we all want to get there, right? We all want to mm-hmm. be like, man, I love I love doing this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to how you turned that what was making it you were having fun doing, and yeah. then to be able to support yourself financially. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to like. Just to dive into that journey, um, you know, and, and what what do you think that you did that helped you get to where you are now?
1: Yeah, so the crazy thing, so I just picked up the camera in Minnesota, basically, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to move to New York, Now I had no experience, literally I picked up the camera maybe a month, and I had no experience in production or anything, and then I moved to New York probably within the next two, two and a half months, and then when I got there I was still I still needed to find a job so I was working as a uh, as a social worker at that time basically and I had to I had to figure out how I was going to make you know the money doing hold on one second Mm -hmm. I had to figure out how I was going to you know basically um support myself and still be able to follow like uh, a creative my creative path what I had moved there to do you know Mm -hmm. So I did. I took that same idea, um, just going up to places, kind of like guerrilla style. When I moved to New York, I would just go everywhere. So the first one of the first places I went was to like the store on the Lower East Side called A Life, and Mm -hmm. I went there, and I, 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 uh, King Cruel, an artist from uh, from London, I believe, he was. They had. They're like a like a streetwear boutique, but they have a a space in the back of the store where they throw like intimate concerts with like big ass artists, yeah. um, you know, and they just invite a select group of people. So I went to the show, I recorded the, a video there and then I record because I would always go and try to record and make it make it seem like I was the legitimate, you know, uh, public like I, I was a legitimate Business coming to do this, you know what I mean how, did, I just, how like, did
0: you record? Did you like go up and ask someone to do it? I'm curious to what nah, what that process was for you no nah,
1: no, nah, never asked I was <laughs> you, you know, just did it yeah yeah, yeah. Just did I it love yeah, that you know uh, so I would just do it, and I would try to get different angles and you know make sure it looked clean like you know so then so I did this one video, and then that video ended up on um hype beast like the next like two or three days later. And you know, Hype Beast at that time was super. Like, if you got some content on there, like that was pretty dope, you know what I mean? Right, uh, right, it was, uh, it was, still is it just like it still is, it still is. So that happened, and then so I had went there to the concert with my boy, but then like two days later, uh, a guy who's a good friend now, uh, a guy named Trace Hill, who, who's the owner of A Life, he had hit me up and was like, Yo, you know, the video was dope. He was like, Yeah, I, may, I I sent it off to Hype Beast when I saw it. and he was like, we want you to come start shooting, you know, every artist that we have back here, you know? And then that next, like a week later, it was like this one, Drake was dropping, nothing was the same. So mm. Drake was, that's one of their like homies that had always came through the store before he made it. So he came and did his album release party there and it was mm. super intimate. And he did, a, uh, he was performing the new records and, and Raekwon was there, and it was, like, so, like, so, that was the next show that I had when I filmed with him, so I was, like, fuck, I, I, you know what I mean? I was, like, picked man. Picked up the
0: camera, big. and also, yeah. you're shooting Drake at, at yeah. one of the, you know, p- exactly. key pivotal moments of his career. Right, yep, yeah. and
1: I had just started, so I didn't really know how to use the camera that well, I was just, kind of, like, making it happen, and aesthetically, I always had a good uh, a good eye, you know, hmm. so, so that happened and you know in like new york you know things like word of mouth you start getting connected with other people here and there so i had two weeks later i had like uh like um somehow in the midst of that time i had i had started to just like i thought i wanted to go into like the music realm so i had ended up doing something this guy the manager j cole's manager had actually reached out to me. Um and they had a new artist at that time. His name was Boss. You might know Boss, but mm-hmm. he's yeah, he's a really dope artist and they wanted me to do some content with him. So I started I started to work on a project with him. And then like uh, a couple of days later they was like, oh, can you do this um this this piece in the studio with Cole? He wants to this one he was making on um, power trip. And um, he was like, he wants to kind of show how he's producing the 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 the, 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 rec- the music and also, obviously, you know, he's rapping on it.
0: Because, mm-hmm. you know, he
1: at that time, he wasn't known for, like, his production, I don't think, as much. Right. Um, yeah, because so he, he had produced that record and, and recorded it, obviously. So, and I was, I got in the studio with him. And so I was just having a lot of, like, cool, really cool experiences um, at that time in music. But then I had ended up actually i was with it was randomly i was with little bibby one day and I was doing something with him um and i had he got invited to this open run at uh this private court called terminal twenty three in it was in new york city and then when I went in there, I met a guy who was working on uh he was working on developing content for Nike and they were it was it was like more events and smaller things at that time, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of you know on the grassroots level. Um, but so I started working with this with I started working with them. I was doing work for Nike. I was doing work with a, a few different ad agencies at this point, and that's when I figured out where like the market value was of things and you know the the the, the money that you should get. Um, for you know doing this or doing that and i found out how the business the business side was operating because i also at that time i had another production company hit me up and they were doing some stuff with hennessy like events but they were like branded stuff so you know uh mm-hmm. so like i would travel to like houston and different places and cover like these hennessy events or this mm-hmm. or that so um so that's when I found out, like, okay, so this is where the dollars are moving at, and this is how, the, you 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 know, you find stability, and mm-hmm. this is how brands spend their money. This mm-hmm. is how ad agencies, uh, uh, you know, operate as middleman for the brands, and then they find the creatives, and but I so I learned so much about the business from working around all of these different ad agencies and brands and mm-hmm. being able to understand where the money was at. So then my perspective went from, you know, I just wanting to shoot like music videos or this or that to you know, I want to do something that's a little bit more diverse and mm-hmm. has way more opportunities. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you know, then I started working with a lot of athletes and in, in sports mm-hmm. a lot which brought back all those things <laughs> that I had learned, you know what I mean? As full a circle. Yeah, so everything kind of came full circle. So it was like, wow, you know, and I ended up just making a good amount of money from like being broke because I had actually lost my job because I just, the energy wasn't there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was, I was doing, I was trying to hustle on the side, go and shoot events and this and that. And then I was going to work, but I was going in late. And I was just like, it just got to the point where it was like, they loved me at the job that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I love the people. They were like, we just don't feel you're, you're in it anymore. And I was right. like, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> right, you're right. So it was like a mutual decision and I got fired. And, and then I went to the crib that day. And, like, that's when I, I, I had still no idea how I was going to make money because I wasn't really making money off of uh, the video production. right? And I, and I just, but the next morning when I woke up, I felt a freedom like no other. And I was just mm. like this is the day after I got fired. And I was just <laughs> like, yo, I like, will never work for somebody else again. Damn. And that was that was like twenty thirteen. Yeah. Was like 2013. And you haven't
0: looked back since.
1: Yeah, no, no. Like, and that's the thing, it's like it's not about being a millionaire, but it's about being able to control, provide the things that you need to provide for you and your people, and then being able to live your life. Like I mm. there's no way that if I was still doing that job I was doing back then that I could really say that I'm living my life. You know what I mean? Like I've done a lot of reckless things and, you know, had a lot of fun Mm and done this and that, but I put myself in position to like, to be able to not have to say, yo, I got to go back to work on Monday morning or, you know what I mean? Like, cause I'm making sure I can work from anywhere, you know? And that's kind of like my goal is like not to be rich, but to be in a, Great place, and be able to do the things I need to do the way I want to do them. You know. Mm. So so that, that's, so yeah.
0: tell me, tell me about um, yeah, like the the company that you started. You know, mm-hmm. what led to that? Just kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I would love to just tap into to, yeah. to your company and the organization.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I started Vasher. I want to say like 2015, 2016, um, and I think it was. The biggest thing was, I was working with a bunch of ad agencies, and what I was noticing about um, uh, these situations, especially, you know, when you first start and you're a videographer and you're working and you just want to get work, you just there's you don't see the full picture of, <laughs> you know what I mean, like what the client's gonna want, right? Uh, creatively, yeah, you don't see that, so you're depending on the, these the middleman to kind of give you structure and guidance from what their client is telling them. So it'll be like, you know, uh, uh, whatever brand. And then there's this agency in the middle, you know, and then there, th- then you, you're going down that info gets shifted to the independent contractor. So, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the phone game thing. You start telling one person this by the time it gets to the end it's just Right. Know? So, so, I was doing a lot of work there, but I, I wasn't growing. I was like, like some things would go wrong, and after the shoot, they would, be, they would ask, oh, did you get a shot of this, or did you get that? So it wasn't anything creative. It wasn't anything creative. It was almost like I was just trying to cover my ass most of the time mm. if I was going to shoot something and make sure that I got that shot of this shot. And I was just like like this this isn't how it should feel is it? you know what I mean it It's almost like, like back
0: to the job
1: back to the job right so as a, as appreciative as I was to be working, I knew that there was it was a bigger picture to this, so then I was like, you know i I just kept studying the game, I didn't know a lot, so I used to learn from the people that I worked with, and I was just like that's shit that was just my hustle at the time was like, I'm gonna learn on the go, um, you know, and no type of no type of Anything in, in video production, so figured a lot of stuff out. Started Vasher because I wanted to be able to create something that would, like, you know, disrupt the status quo and the fact that, like, hey, you don't have to be um, this specific uh, type of person that went here, or went there to be able to create, you know, super authentic content and mm. create content that connects to people. So Vasha sure was something that came from, like, it's, it's a deeper idea that I won't go into right now, but the basis of it is to, like, uh, is inspire, create, and disrupt. Like, inspire those that, you know, come from the places that I come from. Mm-hmm. Um, inspire others um, to, you can you can be whoever you are, come from wherever you want to, but you can create something of your own. You know, and uh, to create, it it went back to that last point I was saying when I felt like I wasn't I wasn't doing anything. So I wanted to put myself in position to be able to talk directly to the brand. and say, You know, okay, this is your idea. Now let me take this and build on it or say I'm going to create this concept for you and I'm going to pitch this idea to you because I know what you're looking for. You know what I mean? And I know full picture how I can create it. So I'm gonna, you know, put it into this deck, and I'm gonna deliver that. So, right. and and the um and the disrupt came from like let's disrupt uh, the system that says that you have to, uh, you know, follow suit of this is how things are. You know what I mean? Like disrupting, you know, restructuring, build what you want your own way. So that's what Vash was just. It was kind of like, you know, it was just a very sharp and defined word the way Mm. it sounded and the way it's written. So that was the idea of it. So I wanted to create a structure where I could build out um, a team of people to work with that we were all on the same page and that we could uh, go out and attack and execute any project or we knew how to and we could bring in the right people to do so. Um, So that's that's where that came from. I, I needed to have something where I could lead the way. And be able to grow at the same time. Because, you know, I, I didn't wanna get limited or uh or restricted to just doing things other people um came up with, you know? Right. But, yeah, I wanted to be able to be creative. So that's what it uh and it allowed me to create a system that I can continue to grow. Like I think that my my vision for it is, is to be something that I, I would pass on one day to Mm. Lord willing my children or something like that,
0: Mm. you know? That's that's amazing, man. I feel like creating a legacy is is something for me that's important. And I've seen that in in a lot of people that I uh, look to and am am inspired by, you -hmm. know, they, they have created legacies and in their own ways and. Yeah, I think it's something beautiful to to be able to be looking f- into the future and to be thinking about, you know, what you're building for yourself, but also yep. possibly, you know, future generations right. Right? and ju- and just how we can start to shift the paradigm. You know, I'm doing work with, uh, with the concept of, you know, wealth I- as a larger component when it comes mm-hmm. to people of color, you know, people of color accessing wealth. And yeah, just thinking about like, how do we tap into wealth first for ourselves and in the mind and wealth isn't just in finances, but just, you know, talking about abundance and what you're saying, yeah. like, you know, how you wake up every day and you're doing what it is that, is, that you're inspired by. And right. through that is how you're able to create this legacy. You know, you're yeah. not at this job that's sucking your soul out of, you, out of you and, you know, that that you feel like you're not empowered by. So right. you know you're able to put in all of this energy and and to be able to bring in a team you know to help mm-hmm. manifest this whole vision. Exactly. So yeah, I, I just love how you're doing that, and and I'm curious, just like you know, what projects are you excited about right now, and you know how how can people tap into to what you're working on these days?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And just to to, to, to jump back into what you said, mm-hmm. it's 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 before we jump into that next phase. Yeah, but it's so amazing, like you said, because when we can build stuff, it opens up so many things um, that people don't even really just think about um, on a day-to-day that could be used for the future for other people that you're involved with. Like, even for, like, in general, for even for being able to build a, a, a line of credit through a business. Like, you know what I mean? To be able to have that is is a, is a great tool that you can pass on and connect to others down the road or you can use to really take yourself to another level and i think that you know there's all these little uh these all these little nuggets that can be used for empowerment you know that we have to really like continue to just like think about and explore and and discuss with people Um, right but yeah but so basically over the last i would say probably six seven years like i've worked with um a ton of huge brands and, um, are some of my clients still right now. Um, like Nike, uh, I've done some stuff with North face. Um, uh, uh who else have we worked with? Uh, the NFL. Um, mm. yeah, like there's a, a ton of NBA, I did some stuff with NBA 2K. I'm NBA China is one of my, uh, my clients right now that I'm working with. Mm. Uh, possibly got some stuff with uh Beats by Dre in the work right now, uh yeah. on possible new project. Um and I just I just signed um uh, on to work with uh Universal Music Group and Def Jam on mm-hmm. some 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 premium content that they'll be doing. And these are all like uh you know uh, situations that Um, have manifested just because of my 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 development and understanding of how I want to do business. You know, Mm. um,
0: can you can you elaborate on
1: that? Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, it's uh, it goes back to like what I was saying earlier that you know you can you you can there's so many ways to develop and, and grow in this field, but the key to it is being able to understand that it's not just about uh, creativity when you're, when you're uh, trying to build your brand or yourself bigger than it was the year before, because you really have to understand the way uh, business works, you know, especially in this industry, you can get caught up doing certain things and then you'll get, you'll get put into a cycle where this is all that you do and you're not able to grow. Yeah. But I've understood that I want to be able to make money from things that I'm not shooting uh, and that I don't necessarily have to be in that place or, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I wanted to build a system that could be, continue to grow. And the projects that we're doing are projects that are allowing us to challenge ourselves and allowing me to challenge myself, and we can grow, and it's going to elevate us for the next project. So I think that, like, my idea has always been from not just like uh, a creative standpoint, but also, uh, how, how can I elevate this brand, or how can I make sure that they get a return on investment? So I really, right. yeah. So I really started to not just think about creating content, but think thinking create creating content that's going to work well for, for my clients. And also, you know, creating a structure to where I'm going to be able to continue to develop the brand and we can do anything you can imagine uh, creatively and, and production-wise. So I think I've just had, like, a bigger scope that I've continued to to want to build on um, as far as building a business and, and structuring it in a way to just keep growing.
0: What I I love about that that you mentioned is how you're not just focused on creating content, Mm -hmm. but you're really focused on delivering value. Value, I I think that that's a a big discernment of, you know, people in the creative industry. Sometimes they just want to create, you know, and, and what you're doing is I think it's you're taking a wider scope. Uh-huh. And you're you're understanding the business side of things for even your client, which yeah. in return is gonna make them wanna work with you more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause and, and they're gonna want to share your work more because they're they're seeing the the positive benefits and what you're actually delivering rather beyond just the content itself.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because one of the things that I'm doing is like as being like the creative director for the company, like it's it's bigger than than just me so i'm understanding like if we have to do a photo shoot for a brand or for a company i need to understand like what that brand represents and what they want to convey and then i have to take that information and be able to make sure i bring in the right people to to execute that you know what i mean so if i'm hiring somebody um to go into you know the team i have to make sure that they're going to deliver you know the vision that we have in mind so you know, the goal is like you, like I was saying, being able to see things from not just my perspective, but um, the brand's perspective. Being able to understand what whoever I have on the shoot with me or project with me, they I can make sure I can manage um, their creativity and make sure that it all comes together. So I'm not just looking at it from a creative standpoint. Is uh, very much a lot of. Uh, of a business minded things that go into like everything I do you know what i mean and like how i you know even learning how to uh negotiate deals and you know negotiate rates and prices like i've i've, I've experienced every level of that from you know terrible situations to where i didn't get paid to where i was getting paid for things that um didn't work out but it wasn't from my uh, like something may have got canceled for the shoot or, but making sure that I'm, my business is being run in a way That's going to allow me to, you know, maintain a, a certain sense of leverage and that I'm going to make sure that everything's going to be aligned as it needs to be, you know? So it's, a, yeah. it's so many of those elements that go into
0: kind of uh, what I'm trying to do and then what people. Well, what are some tips? I, I really like what you said. What are some like, quick tips that you have on negotiation as you were kind of talking about that, that you've learned that have helped you avoid some of the pitfalls.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I think that the, the, uh, some of the tips, the the key tips are learning, um, you know, your uh, the market price points. So like if a, if a brand reaches out to me, I can really, there's, there's ways that I can start to break down, um, uh, what they would what they would spend or what they and what they should be spending so i think it's understand it's knowing your knowing your market you know uh, even when i started i had uh uh, the first guy that that reached out to me uh uh he was like oh what's your rate for this and i probably had told him something about five hundred dollars less than what he had act, what he actually was willing to pay, you know. Right. He was like, he was like, whoa, that's not enough.
0: <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I was like, wow, and that, and that, and that was, that was a, a key tip. You know what right. I mean? It Was like him pointing that out. So I think you have to. I think one of the key tips is always confiding in somebody that you know for especially for a younger person, always confide in somebody you know that's had the experience of of uh, working with brands and people. So if you're a young creative, get you a mentor that knows that you can, that you can tap into when you have those rough questions, because I have that all the time. Um, And people, there's a lot of honest people, but there's more people that are business minded and they're looking out for their, their uh, position at a company. So they want to save every dollar they can um, and they know you're young. And, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So, it's definitely a a, a a art to it. But I I think that the key is understanding um, uh, price points as far as brands and what they usually spend on content, and what uh, what ad agencies will spend on content as far as hiring people for whatever position that you do. So I think it's doing your research and like understanding where uh, price points are. Talking to people because. That's the only way you'll find out doing something new, you know what I mean. You have to, mm. uh, and, yep, you have to be able to understand uh, what's going on and where the dollars are being spent. And I think, mm. um, I think the other thing that's uh, big is how you brand yourself. You know what I mean, as far as like how your Instagram looks and how your website looks and things of that nature, because people are gonna gauge, they're gonna gauge numbers off of what, whatever they can see it's, a, it's right. just psychology if they see that you haven't really uh, had that experience before of working with they're gonna you know definitely low by you and say hey we love what you do we, we want to give you a shot it's not a lot of money but you know it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. um, so that's how you get but those are all strategic things that I think just come with business but I think having somebody you can talk to and uh, you know try to get an you know, understanding of who you're dealing with um as you're negotiating things you know what i mean and it goes it goes up even higher as you go you have to keep learning and understanding um uh where those 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 price points are and the art of negotiation oftentimes Mm -hmm. it's the the best way to do it is always to have somebody uh say a number first you know what i mean right And and then at least you know what they think of you and then or you know where they're at and then you can go from there until you feel comfortable about you know what I mean? So yep. yeah. so, uh it's it's uh the thing about it is especially nowadays, uh, for a lot especially a lot of young creators that have big followings on social media and and things of that nature now, uh brands are, you know, utilizing the power of individuals now, you know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm. So it's like, you got to be conscious of your power as a creative and you got to be able to understand why these people are using you and why and what, what type of value you really bring to them.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like the scope.
0: I think those are, those are great tips, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and understanding the art of negotiation Building yourself up as a personal brand. I've heard you you mention mm-hmm. that a couple times and I think that's something that that you do a really great job at is Appreciate branding and, and marketing yourself and marketing Vasher. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that we're all entering a world where, you know, personal branding mm-hmm. is now that's now almost part of the resume. You yeah. know, and and for, for creatives, obviously that's how people are gonna start assessing you. Um, so I I think that's, that's brilliant, uh, yeah. you know, suggestion of, of just how people can, can leverage, you know, the tools that they already have to possibly, mm. you know, get, get bigger checks and to create more financial abundance.
1: Right. Yeah. To tap into that. Yeah. It's like, man, it's, it's bigger than ever now because as the creator, like you, you just, you just have so much power now, like, you know, so brands understand that. So they, they know that the creators are more- in control than anybody, right, um, so I think the the biggest thing to do is build build your own brand, you know what i mean Not don't don't get so hyped to be you know validated by saying, "Oh yeah, I work with this person, I work with that person that's great, and that those are all things that you can leverage, but those companies they're not in very rarely are they making a long term investment on you just because you know, but they they see you as somebody that can add to their um, their brand. They can help build their brand. So right. at the same time, uh, you know, you have to make sure that you're you're building your own and building it in a way that can grow into something that's not just going to be temporary. You know what I mean? Mm. Build. I, I think build for uh, for the long haul right so, yeah so like we
0: were saying like it, it's it's a special time as far as that goes and what i hear you saying is to create deals that are a win-win mm-hmm. it's like yes you're servicing your client but also look at like how are how is that client going to help you build your brand right you know it's like you're creating something beautiful for them and if they really want you as a creative they're trying to tap into something individual you right. know if if they wanted something that was a commodity then they weren't really. They wouldn't be hiring you as an artist. They would just be hiring some, you know, cut and dry person to, to you know, chop it up. So yeah. I think that I think that that's such a, a great point to just look at, like, how are you also going to be benefiting off of this job? And you yes. know, is there any way that if maybe they're not paying you, that you can leverage, you know, what they're doing? Are they gonna, you know? Are they going to post on their social media? Are they going to tag you? Are there things you can get in writing that's going to maybe not be a payment in dollars, but it's going to be a payment in how you're perceived and next to certain brands and, you know, possibly even working with uh, influencers or celebrities and things of that nature.
1: Exactly, man. You nailed it. Like, there's a lot of uh, influencers and creatives who elevated just something small, and they 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 built it into a business that's allowing them to go work on different um, publications and do you know all different types of features and even do bigger commercials and
0: yeah. things
1: of that nature. So I think it is just key to like understand what you what you're doing and building it in a way for, for uh, continued growth and just knowing your power. You know what right. I mean? Because I think we you know like like we create a lot of the culture that's you know you know, shifting every industry out there, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that that's, that's key to understand, you know, what people are looking for, and how you can bring that to
0: the table in your own unique way. I love that. I love that. You know, the, the podcast is really about helping people tap into change, you know, change mm-hmm. sometimes gets such a it can get a negative rap, you know, it's yeah. like, oh man, you know, you, you're doing something different. It, it can, it can feel, you know, you're tapping into the unknown and there's, yep. there's fear in that. So just, just curious to, you know, any tools that, that you've used or advice that you have of how you've, you know, taken the concept of change and, and really embraced it in a way that, you know, you've been able to tap into your freedom and your financial abundance.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think about it. I just I I even just look back and say if I would have, you know, kept doing and just riding, you know, the the same train, I would just be working at the same job. And I would I don't even know what I'll be waiting for. You know what I mean? So it's like you just you just end up getting comfortable with uh, with what you do on a daily basis, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you just do jobs that you're not like in love with, so I think that's when you look at um, change. Change is, is 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 amazing, and it's so amazing because you only have a limited amount of time. Yeah, you know what I mean? See. It's not like you can make changes forever. So it's like, yo, if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna move from Iowa to New York City, you know, I probably want to do it, you know, in my twenties, thirties. Uh, you know what I mean before it almost doesn't make sense right you know? um so I think that's that's where the key to change was uh for me it was just about what 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 do I want to do that i'm gonna love, and that it's gonna always feel like I can continue to take it to another level so mm-hmm. i think I think it's important uh for people to just ask themselves, you know like whatever you're doing, are you cool to be doing that?" In the worst case scenario, you know, fifteen years from now, right? If, this was, if you were working, yeah, if you were working at, you know, the car dealership, like, would you be happy seeing yourself doing that fifteen years from now, or would you want to make a change and do something that no matter what, if you're, as long as you're writing the script, then, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna be happy. You know right. what I mean? Right. I could be, I could be a millionaire, or I could just be doing you know decent or I could be doing well 15 and as long as I'm doing well enough you know then uh, I'm be super happy because I know I'm going to continue to create the things that I want to create you know what I mean right you're in control you're in control yeah so I think I think the key is to just really sit down and think about uh, you know what you're passionate about because and I know that a lot of people say that but that's that's the uh, only way that a person like me could s- stick to something consistently, because mm-hmm. even in school, I was I was bored in school. You know what I mean? Right. Me too. I was never. Yeah. Yeah. I was only interested in social studies. I was and in psychology. Those are the only two things I was interested in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if I had to conform to just like a job, I'm pretty sure it would be the same way. You know what I mean? Like there would be a point where I just checked out, and I think that you know I never want to ha- have that feeling. I don't want other people to have that feeling, you know. So I think, right. it's a, yeah, I think it's key to really uh, look at things from a perspective of, yo, know, I want to be able to create something for myself that's going to continue to to grow. You know what I mean? If I'm not going to be able to grow, then you know. You're gonna die off kinda early. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: At least, I, at least I, career energy wise, you know. I feel that so hard. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, just bright, bright words. How can yeah. how can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out, check out what you're up to? How do they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so the um uh the, the company name is Basher, so it's Victor Apple Sam. HowardRyanVasher.com, and so that's where you know everything uh, business-wise will be. Um, uh, you'll be able to go and check out, and then it's the same on Instagram at Vasher at V uh, at V a s h r, and my Instagram is at Sean S e a n Phases P h a z e s, and yeah. So those are the uh, two places that. I mean, the three places that you can pretty much keep up with anything that I'm doing and uh, that I'm doing to grow the business and stuff like that.
0: Well, brother, man, I really appreciate your time Likewise, and energy. Please. I hope everybody reaches out that yeah, was inspired. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is this is a community and, and we're all here, you know, together. So, yeah. you know, feel free to to hit them likes and, and to comment and, and make sure you reach out to this brother right here. Cause I know you're going to continue doing some amazing things. And, and I you, look forward man. to, you know, to yeah. watching your journey, brother.
1: No, I appreciate you. Bro. I appreciate the time, energy, everything that went on
0: today, man. It's love. And I'm looking forward to just uh, keeping things going, man. All oh, day, my brother, much, yeah. much love and appreciation. All right. You too, King. All right, brother. Peace. Right, peace.